follow the marquee and come to the Monday matinee. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Welcome to the Sonic Society, episode 458, and we're your host, Jack Ward, with... David Alt. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. How are you tonight, David? I'm very well, thank you. And how are you, Jack? I'm doing well. You know, we're going to have to have some kind of celebration when we break 500. At this oh, rate... Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, it, it'll be in the 12th season, I, but, but long-time listeners recognize we blew past the 500 total episodes a while back with all the extra series from Sonic Summerstock and Sonic and Sonic Speaks, Gold and... Yeah, Sonic yeah. Gold and Sonic yeah. Echo and... But, and, and I soon hope that Sonic Workshop, but maybe we should just have some sort of big blowout party for the regular season 500. What do you think about that? I think that's a very good idea. And if we start uh, talking about it now, then hopefully our regular contributors will uh, will send something in to say happy 500. That would be lovely. Yeah, maybe we just have a whole sort of extra show of just people bringing in their congratulations or comments or curses or whatever it is. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Uh, and of course, uh, talking about the people who uh, normally contribute we are getting close to the well once Nadzrim is over we'll be getting close to Sonic Summerstock as well Oh, I'm so excited. Every year I'm excited to see what people have. I know uh, Pete Lutz will probably have something coming up. I'm going to bob- oh, bother yeah. uh, Bob Arnold from uh, Chatterbox Radio Theater or Audio Theater, maybe Jeffrey Adams. Who knows who could come up with things? Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard always has something in the wings. So mm-hmm. if we can get people early enough, maybe they can start looking at it. For those people who don't know, Sonic Summerstock is our opportunity to take some old-time scripts from old-time radio that you'll find online at usually usually uh, simply scripts or something like that, which show mm-hmm. sort of public domain OTR scripts and then get your audio drama company to put them together and uh, send them to us when you've got it finished. And we'll have an OTR sort of ode to the OTR, which we call Sonic Summerstock all through the summer season. Old time radio with new time production. Ooh, I like that little tagline. I'll have to remember that. (laughs) Old time radio with new time production. That's great. Are you thinking of anything this year? Well, I think I could probably find something. Yes, I did enjoy doing our Telltale Heart with uh, you, me and David Cummings. That was a lot of fun. So I I think I might actually bother David to see if we can do maybe something from the No Sleep podcast. That would be cool. as 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 some sort of group adventure. David keeps very, very busy, doesn't he? We have to catch him very soon. So because every week... You know, that's I'm, well, I want to say we do stuff, everything, but but it's it is original work that he's doing every week as well. He's yes, producing it every all. week and every week is a two hour podcast. Wow. That's fantastic. It is. So, it's, it's amazing. I have to go back and re-listen to that interview you had. You know, speaking of busy people, if you've listened to the feed, you'll hear that just this past Sunday, we were interviewing David Benedict from ARTC, and that's another incredibly busy person. David has been involved with ARTC for over 20 years. Wow. And ARTC has been around for over 32 years. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's incredible. He's had this podcast going almost as long as we have, the Sonic Society, and he just has acres and acres of material, both live shows that ARTC does all year long kind of thing, and uh, many other shows that they've done in the studio. You would do well if next time you come to the States to sort of maybe show up and, and do some guest stuff with ARTC because they do some great, oh, I'd love to, yes. great classics. They do an awful lot of HP Lovecraft Ooh. and... <laughs> they always end up at Dragon Con doing some live shows too. So lots of fun with that interview with David Benedict. Yeah. Go back to the feed and have a chance to uh, have a listen if you haven't had a chance to do so. Mm, will do, certainly. Now uh, we're on to week two of uh, Nad's Rim and there's been lots of talk on radio drama, audio drama lovers. People have been working on it. Goodness knows I've been working on Philippa Graves. I built that database to be able to sort of house all that stuff and I've been working hard at sort of breaking down the the shows I write after but I get all the shows broken down into a neat little format which makes it really easy to work on I don't know how far I'll get but I have been working steadily on it and it's been so much fun there's a lot of 
research to go into mystery work. Oh, definitely, yes. You know, I, I, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I have I mentioned that I'm, I'm not as much a fan of police procedurals as I am of original mysteries? I don't think you have, no. Police procedurals are, you know, CSI and Law and & Order and those styles where you know who did it, and then you're waiting for the heroes, the protagonists, uh, to, to right, prove yes, it, right? Yes. But I love a good mystery where you don't know who did it, and you're right along with the mystery investigator to try and figure out what happened. One of the rules is, is that the audience should be, have been able to at least been given the same clues. Yes. The idea being, you can't just sort of sit there and say, oh, well, the butler did it, but you have no trail whatsoever or, or, to where the butler was. Or the uh, detective suddenly says, ah, uh, I know exactly who did it. It was Great Aunt Maud from New South Wales who flew over just to do this murder and yeah. you haven't even mentioned her at all at any point. <laughs> exactly. You know, so making sure that it makes sense in the first place, but also sort of going back to drop the bread trail, you know, the little yes. breadcrumb trail for people to follow, but not so clearly that people go, okay, well, it's this, then it's this, it's obviously this guy. Mm. That's a real challenge. So it is. I'm, yes. That's why I'm taking such pains to make sure to try to sort of outline it in a very careful way. So I have a strong idea of A, who do I think should have done it? And then how do I be able to run enough red herrings that mm. don't look like they're dead ends from the first of it to make it happen? Yes. I've also found that, are you familiar with a TV series called Taggart? No. It's based in Glasgow and it, it ran for a, a good number of years, even after the hmm. uh, eponymous Taggart died. Um, oh. But they moved from hour long episodes, which would have uh, three to a show, if you like. So it would, the, the actual mm -hmm. story would be told over three hours right. to getting told over, say, 45 minutes. And of course, when you have something that is long form, you can bring in so many more people, you can bring yes. in so many more places. It leads to a, a a richer story yeah, of course whereas 45 minutes is it's not enough time mm -hmm. i found to, to get a, a really good mystery going yes and one of the things and it sounds like it's not enough on my end but one of these things is that i've decided that philippa graves and this will be first time i've ever done this will be two parters two parters of the same story so the first part will be a half an hour the second part will be a second half an hour mm -hmm. because i think i'd like to be able to have a larger story greg taylor does a great job with blackjack justice in the 25 minutes minutes that he has to do but mm. i think it's that same thing is that you're listening to the show not so much for the mystery but for the characters and the dialogue and the feel yeah. yes. um the mystery is there but it is a little rushed because by the time you get that pulp sort of feel the noir feel down you might have 10 minutes to tell your story and then you've got mm. a you know a really yes. short story that you have to sort of pull out so i think that's what i'm planning to do we'll see how it works the idea being that there'll be 15 episodes of philippa per season with um, 14 of them, two parters, and then the 15th one will be a sort of a, a full hour-long episode. So That sounds fantastic. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I, I can't wait to send you a couple of scripts to get your opinions and your thoughts because Absolutely, I know you've done yes. a lot of mysteries yourself on stage and also through audio a drama. Few, yes. <laughs> so that'd be fun. You know, in Halifax, we've had very little snow except for tonight. We've, uh, today, we've got all kinds of snow. We've had rain the first part of this winter, but February, I've never seen just nothing but rain in February until we finally get to the middle part here, and, and now we have some snow. What's the weather like over where you are? Well, we're still waiting for winter over here, I'm afraid. <laughs> it, it feels like it's been one long autumn. Yeah. It's been wet, it's been windy, it's been mild. Yeah. Now, how's the water levels? I know you're worried about flooding. Water levels are back to normal, but uh, yesterday and the tail end of Sunday, the UK was being hit with Storm Imogen, hmm. uh, which is the ninth storm of the season. One of the reasons why it's been so warm hmm. and windy, we've just had a heck of a lot of storms. Mm -hmm. Water levels are currently fine, uh, certainly around here, but I know that people have been braced for flooding in Cornwall and in other parts of Yorkshire and especially in the northwest, which tends to get the brunt of Atlantic storms. Well, no matter what your weather, wherever you stand, we're ready for another Spring Fling, part one, right here on the Sonic Society. Hi, everyone. This is Leslie Law, the host of Sandbox Radio. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. This episode, Spring Fever, 
was recorded in front of a live audience at ACT Theatre in Seattle on April 27, 2015. It features special guests Sam and Candace Vance, the latest installment in our sci-fi series Beyond the Box, with S.O.S. from Beneath the Sea by Jim Moran, new radio plays from Emily Conbear, Elizabeth Heffron, and Wayne Raleigh, poems by A.A. A. Milne and Hilaire Balak, some blues, some jazz, some country, and much, much more. So settle in and get ready, because here comes spring fever. Sandbox Radio, we'll stay all day. In the backyard we'll play, jump into our sandbox. We build castles and kings, words become things. of downtown Rain City, Seattle. Tonight, Martha's Story from Emily Cumbert. Our sci-fi series Beyond the Box returns with a new episode by Jim Moran. Wayne Raleigh teaches us how happiness is like a beautiful, bright, shiny red apple. And Elizabeth Heffron takes us on a road trip to Tulip Country with special musical guests, Sam and Candace Vance! Sandbox Radio players and music from the Sandbox Radio Orchestra led by Jose Juicy Gonzalez. So, sit back and relax, y'all, as we take you into the world of Sandbox Radio Live. Sandbox My theory. Spill it. A podcast is just like sex. Uh-huh. It has three parts before, during, and after. Then there's even a climax involved in both, if done well. There better be a climax in this podcast. Sandbox Radio, Spring Fever, (laughs) that's why we're here. I mean, Spring Fever is all about sex, right? Yes, and it's perfect timing, because I'm giving up sex tomorrow for Lent. Oh. Good evening, and welcome to Sandbox Radio. What are you giving up? Uh, Lame stuff. Like what? Like my dreams. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sick of my dreams. I'm much more comfortable living vicariously through someone else's. Yeah. So I've decided to quit dreaming, forget my life. I have other people's stories. Awesome. Why give up sex for Lent? Were you having a lot of sex beforehand? With my husband? Yeah. No. With someone else? No. So you're not really giving anything up because you weren't having it anyways? Mm, I had it in other ways. What do you mean? Mentally. You had mental sex? Yes. With who? Everyone. Everyone? Yes. Me? Yes. Really? No. Um, Okay. What is mental sex? Well, you're not satisfied with your life, so you listen to other people's stories to fix it. I'm not satisfied with mine, so I use my imagination to fix it. <laughs> my mental capacities. Oh. Honestly, it's better than what you do. I wasn't judging you. No, no, I know. I was judging you. Oh. I fantasize with my imagination. You fantasize through someone else's imagination. So you're not giving up the actual act of sex for Lent. You're giving up mental sex, like... If your husband did want to have sex, you could have it. You just couldn't imagine it? Shut up! (laughs) I'm just giving up on sex, period. Giving up on sex? Look, 
You can take a break from it for Lent, but don't give up on it as a concept. That, that's just depressing. Well, at least I don't need to live through someone else's story to feel like a real person. <gasps> and really, who are the real people? Like, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow or someone. <laughs> but how do we even know she's real? Maybe she's just made up. Oh, she's real. She came into a restaurant where I waitressed in my 20s. What did she order? Crab cakes. There's Martha. Oh, my God. She's wearing pajamas. She looks crazy. She's wearing slippers and, and has an eye mask around her neck. She looks like crap. <sighs> Don't say anything. I can't. I'm speechless. I just had the best sex last night. Oh, it was like everything happened all at once. Are you serious? No way. It was amazing. Well. Huh. The five senses turned on like a waterfall. Taste, touch, smell. We know we the know. five senses. We've got it, Martha. Oh. Where were your kids? Sleeping. I thought they sleep with you. They do. Were they sleeping with you while you had sex? What kind of question is that? Sheila's been using her imagination much no, more lately. No, my children weren't with me. I mean, you co-sleep, so... Are your children with you when you have sex? Sheila doesn't have sex. She just imagines it. Louise doesn't imagine sex. She just hears about it through audio. Podcasts, hence why we're here. Is this Sandbox Radio episode about sex? Well, yeah. Everyone knows that. Spring fever. Uh, oh, I, I didn't know that. I, I thought that meant, like, you want spring to come. No, it means sex. Joyful, gleeful sex? <laughs> like the kind you had last night, apparently. Was it with your husband? Of course it was. Why was it so good? I just abandoned myself, finally, and really let loose. So to have good sex, you have to abandon yourself. Yes, I abandoned myself. I left her behind. Where is Martha while you're abandoning yourself? <laughs> Grocery shopping. <laughs> oh. Huh. Organic like a nice place or just a regular store? <laughs> Organic. Yeah. So, like, when you're having great sex, part of you is at the grocery store? Uh-huh. Well, like, did that part of you ever come back from the store? No. The Martha I abandoned, she's in the checkout aisle, and she can't get out. Is she alone? She's very lonely, but no, there's the boy doing the checking. What's his name? His name tag says Fred, but it's a lie. I don't know how I know, I just know. <laughs> then what happens to that Martha? She's stuck in the checkout aisle with her kids in the cart and her part-time job in her purse. I'm still trying to find her, really. Wow, that sounds like amazing sex. Like almost tantric. Yeah. I don't know where that lady went that, you know, had that really good sex. Screw her. She is sleeping with my husband and I hate her. <laughs> What a bitch. I never really liked that Martha either. Yeah, I was always jealous of her. And now I'm about to sit with other people and listen to stories about sex? I mean, look who we're sitting with. I don't want to get turned on with these people. I don't get turned on anymore. That's not me. Okay, well, what do you want to do? Uh, listen to, like, Prairie Home Companion? No, I just... If, if something starts getting too sexual, I, ju I just... Close my eyes. Don't watch. If I start getting stimulated, you know, by life, I, I can't handle it. I just shut down. And go back to the checkout aisle? I am putting my eye mask on and my earplugs in. <laughs> but Martha... It... Jesus. When did we get so repressed? We wanted so much. We couldn't hold all of that want. It just got bigger and bigger, unmanageable, overwhelming. The more middle-aged we are, the more we see what we can have that we don't have. Whiskey. Money. Houses. Vacations. Perfect family. Perfect photo album. New York apartment. Beach house. Summer cabin. Good restaurants. We want so goddamn much. That we just give it all up. And hand it over. Yeah. But here, have some whiskey. You have whiskey? Always. 
We say what we want only happens in podcasts, on TV, and movies. And then we let our real lives be mediocre, shitty, half-assed. Be just like this. Like what? Like three pathetic best friends that drink shitty whiskey and can't enjoy real life anymore. What happened to us? Somewhere, somehow. We abandoned ourselves. So are we supposed to just be like this, then? Just... Walk around always mildly unsatisfied. Just enjoy the podcast. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's voice. Are you sure? It totally is. I recognize it from the restaurant when she ordered the crab cakes. I didn't order crab cakes, Louise. I ordered beefsteak tomatoes harvested by Mario Batali. Really? I'm sorry. You must be right, Gwyneth. My mistake. You're in a comfortable chair. Yes, you're right, Gwyneth. You are in a comfortable chair, too, Sheila. Yes. You're next to your best friend. You probably have treats. You're going to get a glass of wine after this. Then you'll go home and see your family, and you'll think they're beautiful. Then you'll quit your job and do something you like more that really resonates with you. You and your husband will start having more sex and more dinner parties. (laughs) The kids will leave for great colleges. You'll move to Florida briefly for retirement and feed baby alligators marshmallows. And then you'll love your grandchildren like crazy. And when you're on your deathbed, you'll think back on all of it, and it is a podcast. <gasps> it's a great, big, wonderful podcast about you, and you'll get to hear it. You'll get to hear the sounds of one big, fluffy marshmallow as you throw it up into the bright blue sky, and it tumbles into slow motion right down into your wrinkled, loving hands. <laughs> Stop imagining things and make it happen. Just create it beautifully. Write your own beautiful life. Did she just really say that? You need to take her words to heart, Sheila. The same goes for you. She ordered crab cakes. You didn't order beefsteak tomatoes, Gwyneth. You ordered crab cakes. I ordered crab cakes. (gasps) That's amazing. (laughs) There you go, Louise. You write the podcast. What about Martha? She doesn't know she's the writer yet. She's like a a really tired mom who lost her identity, lost her sex drive, lost her sense of self. You know, she's just really overwhelmed and lost in the dark. Unless we do something, it might be a while until she gets out. Let's get her headphones. Let's bring her back to the sweet world we live in. Let's help her write her story. And we'll ask if they'll podcast it on Sandbox Radio. The Spring Fever episode. Perfect. Hey, Martha. Martha, take out your earplugs and open your eyes. There's something special that's about to happen. And it has to do with beautiful you. And the queen asked the dairymaid, Could we have some butter for the royal slice of bread? The queen asked the dairymaid, The dairymaid said, Certainly, I'll go and tell the cow now before she goes to bed. And went and told the alderney, Don't forget the butter for the royal slice of bread. Oh, the alderney said sleepily, You better tell his majesty that many people nowadays like marmalade instead. The dairymaid said, Fancy! 
and went to her majesty. She curtsied to the queen. She turned a little red. Excuse me, your majesty, for taking up the liberty, but marmalade is tasty if it's very thickly spread. Ooh. Marmalade? The queen said, oh, and went to his majesty, talking of the butter for the royal slice of bread. Many people think that marmalade is nicer. Would you like to try a little marmalade instead? The king said, bother. And then he said, oh, dear me. The king saw, oh, dearie me, and went back to bed. Nobody, he whimpered, could call me a fussy man. He only wants a little bit of butter for his bread. It's wrong and it's not a little butter. What's wrong with that? A little butter's okay. Said there, there, and went to the dairy maid. The dairy maid said there, there, and went to the shed. The cow said there, there, I didn't really mean it. His milk for his porringer and butter for his bread. Milk for his porringer and butter for his bread. butter and brought it to his majesty. The king said butter, eh, and bounced out of bed. <laughs> Nobody, he said, as he kissed her tenderly. <laughs> Nobody, he said, as he slid down the banisters. <laughs> Nobody, my darling, could call me a fussy man, but I do like a little bit of butter to my bread. He likes a bit of butter to his bread. Brought to you by Coal Free Washington. Drive faster, please. I can't. It's the school zone. There's no kids. It's Saturday. I don't feel good about breaking the law. <gasps> well, what is it? My water just broke. I need a towel. Oh, this is not happening. This is my new Prius. <laughs> Where's the hospital? Well, I don't know. The GPS isn't working. At the next intersection, turn left. Turn left? Well, it's a dirt road. There's no hospital. Oh, oh. Well, what is it? It's time. You're going to have to do this pullover. No, no way, man. This isn't even my kid. We need to talk about that. Well, I'm sure it's not my kid. Just hold it in. I think we're almost there. At the train tracks, wait for the approaching train. What train? It's just a train, okay? No worries. We'll just wait. I really like trains. This one's pretty long. Well, don't do that. You'll dislodge the thing. Do you like me? It's not my kid. Stop coughing. I can't help it. It's so dusty. There's some kind of black coal dust. It looks like coal. Miles and miles of coal. Put up the window. What is all this coal doing on a train? The coal is being shipped to deep water ports in Bellingham and Longview, where it will be sold to Asian conglomerates, resulting in a massive increase of atmospheric carbon. What did you say? At the next intersection, turn left. Oh, we can't go anywhere. That train is miles long. All I can see is coal dust. Is this going to be bad for our baby? It's not our baby. Coal dust contains arsenic, lead, mercury, and a wealth of other 
other toxins and carcinogens. How do I turn this thing off? Wait! How did all of this happen without our knowing it? Corporate greed and lax oversight. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. What can we do to stop it? Join the Sierra Club's coal-free Washington campaign at sierraclub.org backslash coal backslash wa. This is a great GPS system. Oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, here he comes. Whoa. For more information about the Beyond Coal campaign and to find out how to get involved in the fight for a coal-free Washington, visit Sierra Club. Dot org slash beyond coal slash WA. He looks just like you. Wow. He really does. That's sierraclub.org slash beyond coal slash WA. Entropy, chaos, oblivion, forces that shape our destinies watch as we blunder about within our self-imposed asylums. They are observing us from that unfathomable region. That place from which no traveler returns unchanged. From beyond the box. below, Kathy. It's a scattered mass of something. About three meters. School of fish? These waters are too shallow for a school that big, Trent. It's most likely a buildup of kelp or seaweed. Guess I was getting my hopes up for another catch. Nah, I think what we've got on ice in the hold is gonna have to do for this trip. Bridge, come in. Go ahead, Captain. Report on that mass you detected. We assess that buildup to be nothing to worry about. Current depth, about 85 meters. All right, keep me posted. Set course 10 degrees northwest, bearing 158 and maintain. Aye, aye, Captain. A fishing boat alone at sea on a foggy night, making its way to its port of destination. A trip this vessel has made hundreds of times, but unbeknownst to the ship and its crew, the voyage of Sinbad would pale in comparison. For too long, the human race has had an ailing relationship with its oceans. And on this night, visitors will come to announce an upcoming doom. Tonight's episode, The SOS from Beneath the Sea, by Jim Moran. This fog is like pea soup. Probably the only thing stopping us from putting our fish into port before midnight. Do you hear that? Turn up the radio. What is that? Some extra frequency we're picking up. Frequency I've never heard. I'll see if I can get it cleaner. What was that? I don't know. A big wave of... something. Any idea what it is? Sometimes we get some pings bouncing off the reef below, but nothing like this. I'll adjust the sensitivity on the transducer, see if I can get a better picture. What the... The power's out! I can't see anything! Hold on, hold on. I know there's a flashlight here. I'll find it. Wait, here we go. There. Whole boat's dark. I'll fire up the emergency generator. At least we'll have the comms. Do you think the power loss has anything to do with the... We've lost power and our engine has completely stopped. Report. All equipment was running fine. We saw no evidence of any short circuit 
or overload. This is the Captain Oak. Hands report to the bridge immediately. All hands report to the bridge. won't let us see the shore until it's right up our nose and now my boat is floating dead in the water and we're storing a catch in the hold with no power for refrigeration i'm not happy jake yeah captain head to the bow keep your eyes peeled for any debris might give us problems for our props take someone with you hi captain you what's your name again name's ned sir crane operator so you know where the bow is sure you just head to the front of the boat <laughs> come on captain i saw something on sonar i've never seen before and right after that we lost power i believe we should seek assistance i'd like to signal a mayday immediately all i want is to get my boat moving and make it into port with our fish now you and trent head down below get full power back up aye captain Sure is a calm night at sea, sir. Yeah, I guess it is. It's sort of peaceful how we're only hearing the waves. No engines pumping, no propellers churning. We aren't dropping the nets, running around for a catch. Yeah, just the sound of the sea. Ned, right? Yes, sir. I run the crane. What was that? What, sir? Shine your flashlight over there. Looks like seaweed. I don't remember walking past it. Well, it is pretty dark, sir. Maybe we missed it. There. Over there, another glob of seaweed. Where's it coming from? It's jumping out of the water onto the deck. I've never seen seaweed just hop out of the water. Look, there's more. Sir, look at this seaweed pile over here. It's... it's... it's growing. Oh my God, it is. How is this happening? It's actually getting taller. It's forming into some sort of shape. What is this thing? Sir, this one is growing too. And so is that one. And that one. Let's get back to the bridge. We have to report this. Just back up slowly, Ned. They're surrounding us. Slowly, slowly. Whatever these things are, they're alive. That's impossible. seems to be working. What do we say? They'll think we're crazy. We tell them we're under attack. We say we need help now. We need the Navy. Who is down there? Captain, is that you? Who is down in that chamber of this vessel? It's Trent, Captain. Your name is Trent? Yes, Captain. Navigation and radio operator. And Kathy, sonar technician. Please make your way up to the highest area at once. Captain, are you all right? Those creatures that have raided our boat, they're everywhere up there. Everything is under control. Once you exit that chamber, they will not harm you, nor the one whose name is Kathy. Aye, aye, sir. He sounds very strange. Maybe he's in shock. He says things are under control now. Why would he lie? 
Look, let's try to make our way to the bridge and see what's going on. We have the fire extinguisher. Those things seem vulnerable to blasts of carbon dioxide, just like other sea life. Maybe they come from the sea somehow. How could that be? Careful! What the hell? They're just standing there, like soldiers. Why aren't they attacking us? Just keep moving. Captain's up ahead. Oh, jeez. The smell is awful. Captain McCandless, are you all right? I am not your Captain McCandless. I took on his physical form to command your attention. Who are you? My origin is a place that you would understand as the depths of outer space. Our technology is far, far more advanced than yours, specifically in the realm of biology, where we can harness its control. So you created these creatures? You control them? We received a distress signal from this planet. Your species has been laying waste to thousands of other living beings who reside in the sea. Destroying the ecological harmony. My race answers the beacon of other intelligent life forms in the galaxy, asking for assistance. Who sent the signal? Beings dependent on the quality of this planet's oceans in order to abide. So, you're like the universe's police? We do not draw such comparisons. But why us? There are thousands of boats out there. Yes, and they will be handled as well. We can manipulate the energy found in your seawater to generate a blast that will destroy and sink them all. Why are you doing this? Control of technology has given human beings dominance over other life forms whose biological limitations have left them at a disadvantage. I have arrived to help even out the playing field. So, are we talking... War? Ah, yes. That is a concept that's prevalent on this world. And you have been the prime instigator. Oh, yeah? Well, we have another concept on this world, Mr. Spaceman, and that's fighting for our lives. Perhaps it would be in your interest to lessen your anger. How's this for a technological advantage? Trent, no! Is your species not destructive to the oceans of this planet? We're not perfect. We are far from perfect. But we depend on other living things who themselves depend on other living things. Underneath the seas are creatures that feed on each other, too. It's the natural process of our world. This is what we consider disorder. We only know of harmony. That is the only way to evolve. Give us the opportunity and and we can evolve like you. Your species has dominance over all here. You stand above this chaos? We try to, but we need to be better. Your species would like our help bringing order to your chaos. Yes. I understand now. It is you that need our help. I think that's true. What the? You will find the power returned. You may take this vessel to your original destination. Wait, where are you going? To tell the others. Wait, tell them what? It is settled. And he was gone. Followed by the creatures of the sea. The nightmare at sea was over. Or was it? What Kathy saw as the vessel approached land all along the shore, the water receding, revealed a slimy wall composed of what had been the life forms of the sea, now bloated corpses. No! No! The chaos, the disorder that once existed in the habitat of the sea, now eradicated. The oceans now evaporated into valleys of salt and dirt. A cry for help meant to eliminate man from Earth and protect the beings of the sea gone terribly wrong. An SOS from beneath the sea received and misunderstood by a collective force beyond the stars. (laughs) 
Let's give an extra shout out to our sound effects team for that one. (laughs) Yes, ladies, it has come that time. Time for you to talk about your dog, because I'm sure going to talk about mine. You have to make that dog understand that you are the boss. And if you can't deal with it, just take your little tiny key and get lost. Tell him, baby, I'm sorry, I think you got to go. I don't think your little key fits my lock no more. Listen, baby, read my lips and understand. No longer can you be my only keyhole man. You had the right key, baby, but, 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 you stuck it in the wrong keyhole. Yeah, go on, let me tell you something. My friend Miss Liza and her man had a falling out. He said, get someone else if you can. I'm gone without a doubt. Things got tough and he came back. But the key wouldn't fit the lock He pushed it in and turned it round and round And took it out And just as he was about to try again He heard his lies a shout You got the right key
listening to Sandbox Radio. Mark your calendars for our next live show coming up on October 5th. It'll be our first time at Town Hall Seattle, and we'd love to see you there. Ticket and live show information can be found at our website. This show is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Go to sandboxradio.org and click on Support to make a donation. And that's the show for this week. Please continue with Nadsrim and contact us at all the regular places, which are where, David? Uh, on Twitter at Jack J. Ward or at AstroTour2010 or at Sonic Society. Facebook, Audio Drama, Radio Drama Lovers or Sonic Society. Uh, uh, by carrier email. pigeon. Email. 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 <laughs> yes. SonicSociety.com. Um, it's good <laughs> I think that's all the main ones I mean you can find us uh, at all kinds of places don't forget to, to subscribe at the YouTube channel as well absolutely we didn't go and defeat Vidrex for nothing no exactly oh man that brings back memories doesn't it <laughs> yes the days of doing audio drama before audio drama yep. ah, those, those were good <laughs> yes. drove us crazy but those were good <laughs> well take care we'll see you next week from me Jack Ward and from me David Alt. Good night. Good night. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch bells in the battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the battery. Always odd, always family-friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it.